You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we we are we are back with uh, Macy Christensen. Yes, Macy Christensen. Thank you very much. We're back here with uh, uh, Father Jaden Nelson, the uh, the president of our Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools. My name is Mike Kidrowski. What a special uh, show this has been. Uh, we've been highlighting the uh, Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools uh, this. Uh, a live show, and we're glad that you joined us here this morning, folks. And uh, here in the house, we have Macy Christensen, uh, an alumna of uh, Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools, also former Miss North Dakota. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> Macy. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Macy, for uh, joining us. But uh, the listeners are, are, are waiting for your story. Can you tell us more about uh, yourself and uh, growing up? Yeah. And uh, then uh, where you are today. Yeah, well, I grew up in Minot, and I went to school at Bishop Ryan since I... I it started out as Little Flower, mm-hmm. um, but now they've combined it. So uh, I was with Little Flower since kindergarten and then transferred over to Bishop Ryan at sixth grade. Um, and since then, I started competing in pageants. I went to the University of North Dakota. I got a degree in psychology, and then that's where I started competing in pageants. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it's just a pleasure, uh, Mike, to have Macy with us today. I taught Macy. I think you were my first class. Yes. That yep. we taught? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to be able to come into a classroom, as the ch- I was the chaplain then um, at that time and, and religion teacher here at Bishop Ryan, and Macy was a junior in high school, and we... Uh, unpacked moral theology and, and sacraments, but really more than anything, you develop lifelong friendships uh, or relationships with your students. And uh, what a blessing it has been for me to walk with Macy and to watch Macy from afar uh, do the things that she's done. She's, you know, made us proud here at Bishop Ryan, but, you know, and as one of my spiritual daughters, uh, I've, I've been so proud of her and what she's, what she's accomplished, but also what she stands for. And Indeed. it's one of the reasons that I wanted her to come on today was just to share a little bit about um, what, how she used her platform as Miss North Dakota Wonderful. Um, to, to really help proclaim the things that she learned here at Bishop Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Um, For sure, when I was Miss North Dakota um, in 2016 for the Miss America organization, I had the opportunity to speak across the state on subjects that were important to me. And one of those, of course, was preventing drinking and driving and just promoting positive decision making. And so when I went into schools, I I had the honor of speaking at Bishop Ryan as well. I went into schools and I I was talking to these kids about super impactful things. And um, I also had the honor of speaking in front of the North Dakota House and Senate on the fact that they were pro-life and that they stood for those values. And um, that was something that was really important to me. And I honestly don't think I would have had the courage to do that if I hadn't gone to a school like Bishop Ryan because they taught me to stand for my beliefs even if not everyone in the room believes the same as me. And so while I was a little bit nervous standing up there in front of the House and Senate, I I had never spoken to a group like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very rewarding. Everyone actually gave me... uh, standing ovation and they 
you know, I had a lot of people come and talk to me after. I had groups come and talk to me. And so it was definitely an honor to be able to do that. Um, and I did get a little bit of pushback, but not a lot, thankfully, because we're in a state like North Dakota. Um, but just being able to use my voice uh, was super powerful during my year. And Bishop Ryan was a huge part of that. One of the things that I, I so appreciated, I, I can remember um, that address that she gave. I forget if it was to the House or to the Senate, but... Um, you, you mentioned, if I remember correctly, um, that that you were proud to be from a state that was supportive of women mm-hmm. yeah. and that you tied the pro-life message into that um, pro-woman approach. And so maybe yeah. you could speak a little bit about um, how you crafted that speech and yeah. and why you said it that way. So that came from a few comments I got through social media. Um, I I was very vocal about the fact that I was Catholic, and I had some comments on my social media that were saying, North Dakota is not pro-woman. You guys are voting against abortion. And they kind of spread this message of, if you're not for abortion, you're not for woman. And, of course, I didn't agree with that because... Uh, that, that it just doesn't make sense. Right. And so I kind of went off of that when I was speaking in front of, and I did speak in front of the House and the Senate, that I had these comments. I had received these comments, but in case, in, in fact, that was the opposite because when we're, when we're supporting abortion, we're supporting the death of little girls that are soon to become women. And so to say, oh, you're not pro-woman if you're against abortion is just so backwards to me. And so I, I kind of broke that down and explained that Uh, in front of the Senate and the House because I was tired of hearing that comment about the fact that I was from North Dakota and that I was pro-life. And I had to explain, like, thank you guys for standing up for what I believe is right. I, of course, mentioned that I wasn't speaking on behalf of the organization, that I was speaking on behalf of myself. Um, But everyone seemed to understand what I was trying to say because it is so important to understand that you know, the feminist movement kind of tries to push people away from being pro-life, and I think it's totally backwards. Yeah, and, you know, it just to dovetail on that that comment, um, I just received in the mail the other day, I noticed uh, a little um, informational card about Rachel's Vineyard Retreat for those who are, those women who are post-abortive, and mm. we know that um, that there's not only one life that's harmed in abortion. There's There's also the harm that comes to the mother that makes that choice. Absolutely. And as a Catholic priest, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the most heart-wrenching things to hear uh, in the confessional or in counseling is the, the, the tragic effects of this on, on the, the psyches of women and their souls. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, to, to spin it in that way, I just loved that because it is the truly pro-life perspective that, there's two women involved in those mm. particular situations. Yep. And, you know, as a Catholic priest, just to, if anybody out there is listening right now that um, ha- has made that des- decision in your past to know that there's hope and to know that there's always a, a way back um, is-, is super important. And so I-, I just, I really appreciated that from you when, when you did that um, as a priest. And I think there was a lot of people that, that heard that. And uh, that's why you got a, a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a powerful moment because to feel welcome like that in my own state, especially with the title that I had, you know, mm-hmm. I do have a bigger platform and a bigger voice. And so it meant a lot having their support. So I want to talk a little bit about, too, uh, you know, just about what a unique place you do come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I felt this way during COVID in various ways, that 
North Dakota is kind of in a bubble in, in some ways that the, the wider American culture is not so pro-life or it's not so you can, you can put a lot of different qualifiers in there. What was your experience going nationally to the Miss USA pageant and, and meeting girls from around late women from around the country? Mm -hmm. And, um, what did that teach you about kind of how we fit into the cultural yeah. Um, geography of, of the United States. I definitely connected more with the Midwest girls. Um, and I think that is because of the Midwest values and the culture that we have. Um, but that being said, pageants are a lot different than what people expect. A lot of the women that I met were there because they wanted to make an impact. They were there because they were making differences in their communities. And so I did connect with a lot of them in that. And a majority of them are really genuine and, and amazing women. And so while we all come from different backgrounds and values, one of the cool things is that we all had in common that we were working towards a singular goal. And so we all connected on that. And I think any woman that's involved in pageantry can say that anyone you've met at a national pageant is there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was really cool getting to meet all those girls. But yes, I did connect more with the Midwest gals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say to people who maybe look at pageants with a, with a, uh, you know, a, stereotype, a, a stereotype yeah. or, or an idea that this is just about, you know, flaunting girls out on a stage or something like that? Uh, I will say that I spoke to tens of thousands of people and students during my year. And so for anyone that would say, oh, it's just for the most beautiful girl to win, it, it's for the woman that comes in with a plan of what she wants to do with her year and how she wants to make an impact. I, I partnered with the North Dakota Department of Transportation. I partnered with STAD, Students Against Destructive Decisions. And these were um, organizations I worked with in high school as well. So it was really cool to then go into that as an adult and be like, yes, now I have a voice. Now I want to partner with you because I saw the impact you made when I was in high school. I know that we have to come up on a break here, but I would like to hear a little bit about what, how did you work with North Dakota DOT? We worked on a campaign that it was over Labor Day and it was to prevent drinking and driving. And so they kind of had me tell a little bit of my story. Um, and then the campaign was called Keep Life on Point, Don't Drink and Drive. And they tied in my ballet with it as well. Oh, nice. That's wonderful. Good. Um, so with that, I think we're coming up on a break here. Yes, yes. Uh, we have to go to a break, ladies and gentlemen. We're so glad you joined us. Hey, don't go away. We, we have more, more good stuff to come. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Macy Christensen, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of the break. Don't go away. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central here on Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? 
This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. Yes, welcome back to Real Presence Live, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are at the tail end of uh, uh, at the uh, Bishop Ryan Lyons Home Bishop Catholic School, Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools, ladies and gentlemen. We're visiting with Macy Christensen, the uh, former Miss North Dakota, and uh, uh, a lady that is standing up for what is right, uh, pro-life. And Macy, your your witness. Uh, you're giving to your audience literally saving lives and saving souls. And so I just want to extend my thanks uh, to you for for being such a courageous leader in pro-life. And uh, uh, I'll just hand it over to your former teacher, That's Father right. Jaden yes. Nelson, and we'll, we'll, we'll finish up the interview. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, folks who are out there listening, we've talked all day about uh, the good things that come out of Catholic education, and Macy is just a shining example of what a graduate that comes from our schools can be and, and how we can use this formative time in, in Catholic education to really um, help the kingdom of God grow and expand and, and to, to do good, to, to love God and to love our neighbor. And so she's done that a couple of ways uh, through her um, time as Miss North Dakota, and we want to finish up. You, you've mentioned a story because part of what you did was to partner with North Dakota Department of Transportation mm-hmm. against drunk driving, and uh, you said you wanted to tell a little bit of your story, or that you have a story to tell with regard to why this is important to you. Maybe you could yeah. say a little bit about that and why that was your part of your platform. Mm-hmm. So, in 2010, my older brother was in a car accident because of drinking and driving, and. He was in a coma for, uh, I want to say, over a month after that. And he was actually found laying in the middle of the highway. And so it was kind of one of those stories where, you know, we didn't know if he was going to make it through. We were told if he did, he wouldn't be able to walk or talk again. And so it was really a a month of just turmoil, not knowing what was going to happen next. And not only was it hard on my family, but... For me, it was really difficult as well. And I remember that day, the morning that I found out, driving to school. We're driving to Bishop Ryan. My mom was driving me, and I'm I'm leaning against the window, just praying, 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 like God, don't take him, don't take him. Um, and I got to school, and it was Father Waltz, who I was a freshman in high school. He came up to me, and he goes, uh, "I think you need to come to the hospital with me." You know, I was having a really hard time in school that morning, and so he actually drove me to the hospital, and. 
it was seeing him that really impacted me because the only reason that he was alive was because of the machines and everything that he was tied up to. And so I really didn't want families to have to go through that. I, I, I thought it was just something totally avoidable. And luckily, praise God, my brother did make it through. He is walking and talking again. Obviously, he still has his struggles. He suffered a traumatic brain injury. Um, but it's something that he's working through every day. And so I really just wanted to speak on the fact that it's something that kids have the choice to avoid. And so when I was speaking at high schools, that was, that's what I was focusing on when I was at elementary schools. I kind of tailored it more towards being the person they want to become. And um, we played more. It was definitely more lighthearted with the younger kids. But especially with the high schoolers, I wanted to get that message across that um, the decisions that they make impact everyone that, that loves them. Yeah, and it and it just fits so well with um, our approach to to what we want to give these kids in our religion classes, which is this understanding of the the great tremendous gift that they've been given from God and their free choice and their ability to be free and to to make decisions with their life and and then to to act in a virtuous way to act in a way that is in accord with um, how God has designed us to be because the outcomes for that from that are are good for everybody mm-hmm. you know these these destructive choices they don't happen in a, in a vacuum they happen as a result of very often um you know a breakdown in that moral decision making process and in how much we need god's grace but also real good formation um to help keep us from making those decisions mm-hmm. you know absolutely so um if we could just pivot a little bit here uh macy you know, one of the things I was mentioning that is such a, a benefit or a, um, a blessing to me working in the, the school is that I get to develop these relationships with former students or uh, people, uh, students that have come to the school, and that relationship really lasts beyond graduation day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually doing Macy's marriage prep hey, right hey. now. <laughs> uh, oh, how fun is that, it's, huh? You know, it's really tremendous. It, it, yeah. it is uh, a great joy. And, uh, and hopefully, I don't know if it's a great joy for her, but uh, it's a great joy for me. <laughs> it is. To, yeah, to be, to be involved in, in her life in this way after um, she's graduated. And I feel the same way about all of the students that um, I'm able to follow uh, as they take their different paths in life. But maybe you could just say a little bit about how Bishop Ryan maybe pre- prepared you for your vocation. Mm, because we yes. see marriage as a vocation, something that God calls you to. Right. And, uh, right. yeah. So we talked about this a little bit in our last marriage prep meeting about how Bishop Ryan has instilled values in its students that teach you, um, basically, that you can live a Christian life, that you can live a moral life and be happy because a lot of what society teaches us, especially as young people, is that there's endless opportunity you know, especially when it comes to significant others. There's endless opportunity for, you're going to find someone better. You're always going to find someone, um, you know, better looking, whatever it is. And I think that Christian values really teach you that it's not about always finding the next best thing. It's about being happy with the life that God is giving you and the blessings that he's giving you. And I've especially found that in my relationship with Ben. It was, you know, from the moment I met him, I knew I wanted to marry him. And nothing that society told me could take that away. And I think that Bishop Brian gave me the courage that it's okay to get married young. It's Mm -hmm. okay to start a family young. You don't have to wait until you've 
you've tried to find every other person out there in the world that could possibly be for you. If you are happy and you know that this person is for you from God, then move forward with that. Don't let anything hold you back. And uh, I think having the courage to do that definitely comes from my high school experience. Well, we talked a lot about, you know, theology of the body in our um, classes. And one of the things that St. John Paul II taught that I think is so important for young people to know and to hear and to be able to think about in terms of their own life is this, what he calls the law of the gift. And the law of the gift is basically this, excuse me, that uh, it is only within the sincere gift of oneself that man finds himself. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but um, it's only by making a sincere gift of himself that man ultimately finds who he is at the deepest level. He calls it the law of the gift. And when you think about um, the choice or the election to marry someone, what are you really doing? You're making a gift of yourself to that person that is irrevocable mm-hmm. and definitive. Yeah. And it's a mutual gift of self. And in that mutual gift of self, there's this higher level of satisfaction or, or fulfillment that can come that is based upon this shared good of marriage. And we can talk about the goods of marriage or however we want to do that. But, you know, we are in a, we are in a society that is, that, like you said, believes that commitment is a restriction on mm. my happiness. Yeah. When in fact, what St. John Paul II taught us so beautifully was that commitment is precisely the means through which we become happy. Yep. Freedom. You have to be committed mm-hmm. to some great good, something beyond yourself. And vocation is the way in which we live this or express this as Catholics. Me and my priesthood, I have to make that choice to give myself to the vocation God has called me to every day. Mm-hmm. Married Indeed. couples need to make that decision to commit themselves to the vows that they that they professed at, you know, five years, two years, mm-hmm. 25 years ago. Absolutely. On, on, on their marriage day, on their wedding day. And I think it, it's a beautiful thing to be able to see really the fruit of what Catholic education should be in the home and in the school in the fruits of vocations that come out. Mm-hmm. And you could talk about the priestly vocations. Father Brandon uh, was on earlier, but now the, the secondary or the, not the secondary, is le- <laughs> but the other vocation that we're talking about today, which is marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, um, we have one more minute. Uh, uh, Macy Christensen is with us this, this morning. Thank you so much, Macy, for joining us. And uh, I can't thank you enough, Macy, for your, cur- your courage, your courage you have to stand up for what is right, uh, to voice that in front of tens of thousands of people that you had this opportunity as Miss North Dakota in front of the Senate, in front of the House, and the ga- giving you a standing ovation. That's where we're at, North mm-hmm. Dakota folks. And Macy, thank you very much for your witness. And, uh, in, and uh, gee, good luck with your classes, <laughs> with your fiancé, Ben, yes. yeah. and with Father Jay exactly. Nelson. I'll thank pray you. for you. Yeah. Thank you so and much. For those of you out here, thanks for listening today. If you're looking forward to supporting us during our days of giving, which we've mentioned, text Go Lions to 243725. Help support the gospel as it's uh, being proclaimed in Catholic education, uh, and it's been great to be with you. Yes, uh, uh, Eli, we'll give it back to you at the mothership in Fargo, North Dakota. Eli, take it away. Hey, thanks, Mike. Great show today. Got another good one. Coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That's hosted by Chris Euler. He'll be live from Ron Colley High School in Aberdeen, South Dakota. It'll be your chance to hear who won the donuts this week in honor of our fathers. Plus, Bishop Donald DeGroote of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will ask, are you flourishing this Lent? Plus, Alex Jones from Hallow will tell us how he's challenged to go deeper. 
All this and so much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Tuesday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Yes, well, thank you, Eli. And I can't, uh, really, I can't thank you enough for always keeping us on schedule, making sure all the equipment is running. So thank you for that. And uh, uh, Father Brandon, we have just a couple minutes to uh, recap the show. Started off with Father Brandon Wolf. What an addition to your staff. We're very excited. Next year as the Dean of uh, Students. Wow. And uh, so you, you have uh, Father, uh, Father uh, Crane as the chaplain. We have Father Brandon Wolf as the uh, Dean of Students. students. And we have, uh, we have... Father Jacob Degley teaches right. here as well some classes right. for right. us. He's the newly ordained. He's an associate pastor at Our Lady of Grace in Minot. So we'll have four priests here next year. Uh, yes. And, yeah. I mean, just a, a sign of the, of, of, of the wonderful things that are happening uh, in our <laughs> diocese with regard to priests, that you can have four of them uh, yeah, in pra- high school. Yeah, praise be to God for Bishop Kagan for the, knowing the importance of Catholic schools, assigning uh, uh, the uh, priests to our schools. Thank you, Bishop Kagan. And, you know, Father Jaden, Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools, uh, what, what uh, a story of uh, success, uh, a story of hope, and that is a bright future for the Bismarck, or excuse me, not Bismarck, Bishop Ryan Catholic Schools in Minot, North Dakota. Uh, you know, last week coming off, uh, you know, successful basketball season for the boys, uh, now uh, this Giving Days week. And uh, so, and we, we got, you know, Father Brandon Wolf coming your direction. Wow. All by God's grace. You know, it, yep. it hasn't been without Indeed. its struggles, and it hasn't been without uh, needing to have that virtue of courage and fortitude and, and perseverance. Um, when we started, uh, at least when I started here 10 years ago, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine uh, the things that have come, and uh, God's been good to us through all of it. So, Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again, Father Jaden, for allowing us to come in. To Bishop Thank you for Ryan being here. Catholic School pleasure. And set up our studio. And ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the Real Presence Live show today. Uh, please be careful and have a faith-filled Lenten season, everybody. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.